0: Alan, so that's even better. Well, Mark uh, asked me to share a little something. I would share a little something that's been on my heart lately. I've been trying to share with our people, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, and I won't, I won't steal your time, Alan. I'll, I'll try to keep it to a minimum of 25 minutes. Um, no, I. The thing that's been on my heart more than anything lately has been to um, live in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I get defeated. And, uh, you know, you get excited about doing something or living for God or or God speaks to your heart. You come to the altar, you know, and you get all pumped up and all that. Uh, But if you're not living in the Spirit and you're not daily filled with the Spirit, uh, it doesn't last very long, does it? And the Bible says, Ephesians 5.18. Uh, it says, "Be not filled with, uh, or be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit." You wonder why Paul would give us that kind of a contrast. Why he would say, "Man, talking about being drunk with wine." All of us have seen somebody either on the television or in person, or some of you would have family members. All of us have been around people that have been drunk for. And uh, what Paul is trying to tell us there is that when you drink wine, you change as a person. You change, but you don't change automatically. You change as you continue to drink more and more and more alcohol until you become drunk. And you can see a, a really kind man become extremely belligerent and angry and just beat the tar out of people. Why? Not because that's really who he is, but because of what he put inside of him. It changed him. He did a 180. Or you can take a really angry man and you can sit in a bar and he'll take some uh, swigs and in a little while he'll be singing Amazing Grace, sitting in a bar drunk. Yeah. And what happens is is that's not really who he is. What happened is he filled himself with something and it changed him and it turned him around. And Paul was saying, Don't be drunk with wine. He's saying, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you know one thing and I'm I'm trying to be quick, but I want I want Lord to put this in your heart tonight. The one thing about being drunk, do you know that the next day you're not drunk? You see, when you drink, it only has a, a temporary effect on you. You have to keep drinking. You have to keep drinking. And likewise, in your spiritual life, you know, sometimes we come, we think we come on Wednesday night, or we can come on Sunday morning, and, oh, we can, we can, uh, you know, be filled with the Spirit and have God, and, oh boy, we got all those emotional feelings, and we know God, and He really is working in our heart. But just like wine, the reason He made that, that, uh, comparison is because the filling of the Holy Spirit is not permanent either. When you get Jesus, you get the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but you don't get the continual filling of the Holy Spirit. You have to play a part in that. And so the Bible says, be ye filled with the Spirit. That means you have to continue to fill yourself with the Spirit daily. Every day you have to say, Lord Jesus. You say, what does that mean, living in the Spirit? That means He's Lord and He takes over. And if you keep walking in your flesh, you're not going to be a successful Christian. You're going to be a failure. You're going to be defeated. You have to say every day, Lord Jesus, take over. You're the boss. You're the potter on the clay. And that is one thing that, that is, the Lord has been speaking to my heart more than anything else. Zechariah, I believe it's 4.6. The Bible says, "...not by might or by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord." And you can be strong. You can lift weights. You can be in shape. You can... You can be knowledgeable. You can have all these things. But if you do not live yourself or, or live your life daily in the Spirit, you're going to fail. You're going to fall. And you're going to take 10 steps forward and 25 steps backwards if you do not live in the Spirit daily. And uh, I'll say this and, and I'll pray, but uh, all of you, how many of you showed up here tonight in a car? That's good. That's good. Any buggies? Okay. <laughs> Mike, he's ready, to, he's got one. <laughs> um how many of your cars have an engine in them? Okay, that's good. That's really good. You don't have one of those flint mobiles? or uh The Holy Spirit is like the engine in your car. Well, I just had a couple come to the church. They're a young couple. and They need Jesus, and they're kind of immature and, and uh, really don't have any direction in life. And we, they take us out, and they've got this brand new little baby, and they're you know they're just getting their family started. They take us out, and they've got this this like really awesome sports car. She's like, it goes up to 230 miles an hour. And I'm like, yeah, you got a brand new baby. Where? Yeah, you know, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're, that's their family car. This new sports car that's got a, a speedometer that goes 230 miles per hour. Well, that's foolish. But you see, they got in there and, and they they rev that thing up and they they squealed out of that parking lot. And uh, boy, they like that car. But you know, that young couple or you, you may have a you may have a a nice motor. Or you may have a, whatever. You have an engine in your car. And when you get a car, you get the engine. And you know, you can go around to all your friends and say, "I got an awesome engine in my car. Oh, it's so fast. It's so powerful. It's it's great." And, you know, all these guys, you know, they like showing off their engine and everything. But it would be amazing if they just got in their car Monday morning to go to school and sat in there and opened the hood and say, oh, look at the engine. Oh, it's great. I like the engine. It's beautiful. And then they call their friends and they call their friends. They say, it's great. And yet they never turn the key on and start the engine. And some of you, I would, uh, I'm sure in your life, when you get a car, you get the engine. When you get Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you that is the power of your life. That is what will cause you to be a successful, faithful, diligent, obedient, life-changing Christian. When you begin to learn to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, not by you, but you get up every day and you say, "Lord Jesus, help me, help me, to live by Your power, not my flesh." I, Carrie, uh, and I, when we pray in our daily devotions, I often pray, "Lord." Empty myself of me and fill me with you. Help me to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by might, not my might, not by power, but by your Spirit, saith the Lord. And so, uh, write that verse down tonight, Ephesians 5.18, and, and uh, get it into your heart and your mind. I hope it's a blessing to you. But I want to encourage you, team. You have an amazing power. Jesus Himself. We take that for granted. We don't really live it. Jesus Himself said, My Spirit. It dwells within you when you ask me to come into your heart. So you have the greatest power. Don't come up here and cry tonight and say, Lord Jesus, I just keep failing and just keep failing. If you're not living daily, you choose daily. I tell our church often, it's not a Sunday Christianity. It's an everyday Christianity. I encourage you all, start tomorrow and say, Lord Jesus, or start tonight, say, help me. Help me to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, awesome, and God will bless you. Let's bow our heads tonight and have a word of prayer, please. Father, we come before you tonight, and uh, Lord, just thankful, Lord, that we can uh, meet here together as the body of Christ and as the family of God. I love that old hymn, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God, and I was... uh, Thinking tonight about just staying, staying home and, and resting. But Lord, I, there's a, a pull on me and a, a draw just to come tonight in order to spend time with the family of God and those uh, that I love and, and that love Carrie and I. And we're so glad to be here tonight. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you would bless Alan tonight as he speaks. And Lord, I pray that he would speak uh, what you would lay on his heart. And Lord, that we wouldn't. We wouldn't just hear Alan, but we would experience God, uh, through the power of your word. And Lord, I pray tonight that especially these teens would understand the importance and uh, the life changing effect of living in the spirit, not in our flesh, not what we want. But Lord, you said, if we live by the power of your spirit, we will do your will. And Lord, you can make us faithful. You can make us life changers. Not just our life. You can make Help us to reach out and change the lives of those that you've allowed our our uh, lives to cross paths with. I pray tonight, especially, Lord, for the McDonalds. And Lord, I don't know all the circumstances, but Lord, I know that Tricia and Carissa were in preteens for a long time, and and uh, appreciate these girls and love these girls. And uh, Lord, you said that when the body hurts, the rest of the body needs to come to rescue to it and and to help it and to uh, nurture it and God I pray tonight that you would allow Tricia and Carissa and the McDonald family to feel uh, this body's love and Lord allow them to experience God and Lord you said that when we go through the valley we don't have to fear no fear because you're with us your rod and your staff your spirit and your word God will lead us and guide us and Lord you said that you'd make a way you said there's No temptation, there's no test, there's no trouble that is not common to man, But God is faithful. Those three words, God is faithful. And Lord, I pray that You would provide, uh, Lord, just the strength and the courage and the uh, faithfulness, Lord, of these young girls just to keep calling out to God. You said, call unto me in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And I pray tonight that You'd allow... Uh, the McDonald's to get through this, especially be with the girls. And uh, Mr. and Mrs. McDonald, you know, Lord, you know. We don't have to know all the details. You're omniscient. You're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. And so we just trust in you tonight for the McDonald's. I pray tonight for Mark Hoare, Lord, that you would be with him. and Lord, minister to his needs, his physical needs. and uh, Lord, I pray that you would use uh, these brothers, the Hoare brothers, Lord, just to be an encouragement to their uncle, and Lord, that through physical pain there may be spiritual victory. And uh, Lord, that you would just rule and overrule in his body, but also in his heart. And Lord, help this to whether, I don't know Mark, but whether he knows you or does not know you, I pray that this this uh, struggle would draw him closer to the heart of God. I pray tonight for Charlene. And Lord, we're thankful. I love Charlene and I appreciate her enthusiasm and her excitement. It would be good for her enthusiasm and excitement about life and about others to spill over on us some. And for us to use her as an example to let her life so shine and be like Jesus and love others. And I pray tonight that You'd touch hers and prepare her. She'll be uh, having a surgery on her mouth. And Lord, that you just give the doctors wisdom that it would be okay and that she would feel better. pray tonight for the college age, Lord, that You would uh, just order the steps of those that are leading it And Lord, may it be a dynamic, powerful uh, ministry here this church. And Lord, we ask your blessings upon it. And as they uh, kind of restructure and and regroup, I pray that it would be a wonderful blessing as they get together and build each other up. You said iron sharpens iron. And I pray that our college age and our teens and our preteens and each ministry of this church, people would get together, not to show off, but get together to show up and serve God together as a body, unified, fitly framed together. Pray tonight for uh, our country, for our president, for our military, and Lord, for this upcoming election. And Lord, you're in control. You're sitting upon the throne. It doesn't matter whether a Democrat or Republican gets in the office. You're staying on the throne. You're in control. And so we just submit that to you. And we pray, Lord, if it be your will, though, that you would allow uh, the best of the candidates to be able to get into office in order to help keep our nation on a, a God-centered track. And Lord, our nation continues to just thumb its nose in your face. And Lord, I pray tonight, and I pray these teens and, and this church would cry out for not only church revival and personal revival and family revival, but national revival. And the revival of your church as a whole. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in just uh, the church at Chapel Hill or get caught up in some of the churches that we know or the youth groups that are in the surrounding areas. But Lord, we ask You to revive tonight Your church as a whole. And God, I pray that You said that You'd prepare Your church and build Your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And so we pray tonight by the power of Jesus' name that You would revive our land and revive our, our country, revive our... Uh, the political arena, revive our pastors and our youth pastors and our people, Lord, the parishioners, in order to help lead this nation uh, to be a God-honoring nation once again. I pray tonight, Lord, especially also for Kate, uh, for Bonic, and Lord, you know the struggles that she's having in her mind and in her heart, and uh, Lord, you said that you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us, you said there's victory in Jesus, Paul said Jesus Christ causeth me to always triumph. And I pray tonight that Kate would triumph and be victorious. And Lord, we pray that you just minister to her needs. And may she sense our prayers at this very moment. May she sense the love of Jesus at this very moment. And God, I thank you tonight for this church and for the blessing it's been in my life, the blessing it continues to be. So many of these teens, I look out, we're in preteens, and now they're in youth group. Thank you for Mark and for his faithfulness and uh, his love for these teens. And Lord, I pray today that You would uh, just revive their hearts individually. And Lord, let this youth group grow and grow and continue to grow to be a mighty, mighty, mighty tool for the honor and glory of God. And we thank You for this night. Pray Your blessings upon it. Pray that Alan, Lord, would just be a great inspiration, a great blessing, and that Your Spirit would lead and guide him as he speaks. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Man, I kind of like it. I want to sit down right here. That's not normal for me to be able to sit down at Bible study. Thank you, John, so much for doing that, for your testimony and for, for praying for all those needs. Always good to have the man in the house, that's for sure. So, oh, well, I asked Mr. Allen don't know, maybe a month ago if he'd like to speak on a Wednesday night. And uh, he was like, it's about time, if you ask me. <laughs> No, he didn't say that. But I know I know that uh, that Alan's anxious to speak tonight. And he's, as you can tell, ready to go. So I'd ask that you guys just give him your attention before he speaks. A little introduction here. Um, raise your hand if you know Alan. Go ahead, raise your hand. Ah, how could you not know this guy? He's something else, isn't he? All right. Well, if you know Alan, you know, number one, that a handshake ends up being, like, you might as well just glue your hand to his because you're not getting rid of it. All right? But have you ever? You just this this is this is a, this is an Allen handshake. I love it. I'm not making fun of you, Alan. I love it. This is an Allen handshake. So how you doing? He just stays. He never lets go. He just keeps holding. And you're like, well, where am I? so I'm sure you guys all know what I'm talking about there. Um, But I can't even remember the first time I met Alan, to be honest with you. It seems like we've known each other forever. But if you guys know Alan, he has a very, very sweet spirit, goofy, fun, having a blast, good old time spirit. So uh, I'm anxious to hear what he's brought. I know he's got a little object lesson here. Can't wait to see that. Looks like golf balls. I hope you don't pull any clubs. Start whacking people. Um, But anyway, give him your attention. And... um, Take it away, Al.
2: All
3: right, now I got about five minutes left. Thanks, Mark.
2: <coughs> okay.
3: Sorry about that. You guys are ready? I'm not. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, well, let me tell you something. This week this is pretty funny. This, you guys want to find out how I how I feel like this whole week? This. Let me. Show you. Who, who who went to camp? Who went to camp this past summer? Raise your hand. All right, all right, all right. All right. This, this, Honestly, I'm not even giving This how I feel. All right. Here we go. Ready? That's how I feel. All right, all right. Who remembers that? Anyone remember? Okay. Whoo, man. That's good. That's good stuff. Whoo. Okay. Let's get started. All right. First, um, I just want to thank Mark for uh, letting me get up here and speak. Um, and second, uh, I thank uh, Stacy for coming tonight. And uh, yeah. And she, she would she was supposed to be at work um today, but um yeah she uh kinda of skipped in that I came here. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. So we'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and get started here. Um first off I just wanted to um, to just give a little testimony about myself. Um basically, um I was adopted um at the age of five and uh just kinda raised in, in a Catholic home, wasn't really you know, went, went to church every day. Uh not every day, excuse me, every Sunday and um, and, uh, okay. But yeah, anyway, I was I was I was adopted, and uh, yeah, I, I actually um, I Basically, um, I was I was adopted, and then um, I was a, raised as a Catholic um, my whole life. And uh, sorry, guys, I'm gonna make sure I got this. There we go. Can you turn it up a little bit, Mark? Okay, I just want to make sure. And uh, we went. To, um, basically, kindergarten through eighth grade, um, I was, that, that's, my, like, my whole life I was actually just, you know, going to school every day, um, and we went to, um, we basically had, I don't know, who, who was raised as a Catholic, I know, okay, um, and uh, we went to school, like, every day, um, and we had church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday we had a service and. Um, Fridays was you know just a regular service and everything and um, basically it wasn't it, it was it's kind of different from from being a, um a Christian and basically the same concept you know everything it's about God and everything um, but anyway when we go past that I'll get back to that you'll see what what I mean Um Basically, I have four brothers, one sister. Um, me and my brother, J.D., he moved to Kentucky. I don't know if you guys know him or not. Um, but uh, he, uh, was, he's one year older than I am, and I have uh, three other brothers that are younger than me, and they actually grew up in a, in a different um, town in Newark, in Newark, Ohio. And then I have one sister. Um, her name is Jessie. She's married, has two kids. Uh, Tommy and Natalie. And, uh, and actually, I, I came from four different foster homes. So I grew up in so many different places before I was adopted at the age of five. So just going all over the place. I remember most of them, but it's kind of crazy. Um, and if you guys didn't know, I was actually getting married uh, July 5th of 08, I have 07 on here for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, so anyway, and... Basically, um, let me get a drink real quick. Sorry, guys. <coughs> Since I have five minutes, I'll take as much time as I need. Um, let's see. Um, basically, I'm, uh, um my 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 mom and dad now are actually they're they're Catholic. They, um yeah, they go to the church, you know, speak each Sunday at church. Um, but when when I met Missy, she actually told me to come, you know, to, to a Wednesday Bible study when Danny was speaking. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll check it out, see what's going on. Came into the door, I was like, whew, man, it's awesome in here. Everybody's, hey, Alan, you know, some people knew me, some people didn't. And I was just like, man, this is sweet. You know, everybody's so nice to me and... Got Mark back there, and it's like Mary. You got man, who are all these guys? Are cool. And then Brian comes up. Hey, I'm like, jeez, Brian. All right. Um, yeah, I did, I, the only person I knew really was was Missy, and so I sat next to her. And, and Danny was speaking that night. And uh, ever since I, I came that Wednesday, um, it was about two and a half years ago. Is actually when it was. Is I I haven't stopped coming. I don't think I've missed one Bible study ever since that day. Um, but, uh, after a couple of Wednesdays, uh, I, I, came to the altar, I got saved, I mean, it, it was, it was awesome, it was, it was the best feeling of my life, and went home, and my mom and dad are just like, you got, you got saved, well, why, like, I don't understand what you're talking about,
2: yeah, oh yeah, it's awesome,
3: it's a great feeling, and they're just like, okay, I don't I don't really, we don't believe in that Alan i don't I don't understand what you're talking about, and I was like, yeah it's is... um god God's living in my heart now and everything and they're just like, okay all right well i I'm, I'm glad for you, I guess I don't know I was like oh, I am so um anyway, so yeah, my parents didn't really they don't really believe in Christianity, so if you guys are kind of feeling what I'm getting at here my brother my all my um siblings basically aren't saved they're you know, grew up in Catholic. Even my other brothers, when they went to another place, they actually grew up as Catholics. And um, uh, basically, what I'm trying to get at here is that um, what, what I what I do each night or every day when I come home, I just, I just try to be uplifting. I try to be encouraging to them. You know, to just show them, you know, a side of uh, basically of God. You know, being there and, and everything. And, um, and I, I asked him one time, it's funny, I was like, I asked him one time, I was like, D- you know, do-, do you see a difference since I've been going to, to you know, Chapel Hill? He you guys say, yeah, yeah, I see a difference. And, you know, a lot, a lot nicer, you guys, you do a lot of things that, you know, we don't ask you to do, you know, you, you just, I don't know, You something's different about you, we can tell, something, we sent something different. I was like, oh, that's good, I, I like that. So... Um, basically that's basically what I'm getting at here is that um, I I, I try to be you know uplifting and encouraging to my parents as much as possible to let them see you know how important it is to be a Christian uh, you know to me Um, basically you want to go ahead and pull that up I don't know if that little clicker thing was down here second but anyway you get it push over to the right I think Alright, basically tonight what I, what I want to uh, focus on is five things. And I call them the five P's. Now, P's guys, you know, little P's, little thick, little corn. No, not the P's, you know, the letter P's. And the first, oh, there it is. Just push it, yeah, push it once. There you go, right there. First one right there, pride. Ah. How, many, how many of you have their Bibles right tonight? Go ahead and open those up. Um, we're going to go to uh, Proverbs. Fourteen, Proverbs fourteen, three, fourteen three. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Basically, what what I put here is I'm actually gonna kind of steal a um, Mark. What he used to do is actually have a definition for like every single thing. <laughs> you always have a definition for something. So what I did was, pride uh, means a sense of one's own proper dignity or value, self-respect. Okay. And now I have a, like a ton of questions. So I'm not even kidding. You guys are be like, geez, you asked me so, all these questions. And I want you guys to try to, to every time I ask you a question, think it in your head. Just be like, okay, yeah. You know, just just kind of you know answer it to yourself when I ask you the question. Okay. So, um, are you prideful? You know what you have. Are, are you prideful? Um, do you take pride in yourself too often? Now, how often do you take pride in your work? And also, are you prideful today? Now, in the Bible, in Proverbs, go ahead and look there with me. Um, three, Proverbs fourteen three uh, through seven. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Actually, I'm going to stop just there, just the first three. Okay, and basically, an um, mouth of foolish is a rod of pride. Okay, now think about that for a moment. But the lips of the wise shall preserve them. They don't want to answer me. What do you guys think that means? Does anyone want to raise their hand. What do you guys, What does that mean to you? Anybody? Oh, there's no wrong or right answers. Okay. Good.
2: ahead,
3: yeah. Dan. The NIV people that. So, like, I'm to this.
0: His pride That going to end up and and end Okay. So. end of his pride
3: of being prideful, okay, if you, if you have too much pride in yourself, it's going to make you fall and fail. Exactly. It's going to make you fail. So if you have way too much pride, you're going to fail, okay? So pride in yourself, okay? Now, also, go to Jeremiah 49:16. I'm going to go there with you too.
2: <clears throat> Just kidding. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Lost my place.
3: Okay. It says, "Thy terrib- terribleness hath deceived thee, in the pride of thine heart, O O that that dwelleth, dwelleth yeah, may I cannot dwellest in the quench of the rock that holdest the heights of the hill, thou thou." Shouldest make thy nest as high as the eagle, I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. Okay? Can anyone tell me what that means to them? Like I guess I want to keep asking you guys a bunch of questions, so I just want you guys to stay awake with me. Does anyone have any idea what you think that means? Like I said, there's no right or wrong. Alright, that's, that's a good answer. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for participating with me, guys. Huh? 16. Sixteen, forty-nine, sixteen. Sorry. Okay. Basically, what I believe what that means, basically, almost the same thing. I'm kind of, I'm trying to go back to, you know, being prideful, like having way too much pride in yourself. You know, it's basically like you're being foolish. Like, why are you sitting here? Oh, man, I'm, I'm so awesome at this. I have, I'm awesome. A stud of basketball. I mean, LeBron James, who? Le- LeBron James, come on. So, I mean, you, if you have way too much pride in yourself, you know, obviously you, you're looking foolish. You look, you know, obviously. LeBron James, you know, come on. The king. The king. All right. Anyway, so um, we're going to move on. Um, number two, go ahead, Mark. Number two, prepared. Okay? Now, prepared means properly, expectant, organized, or equipped. Also, ready. Okay? Oh, this is good. All right. Now, now, are you prepared? Okay, listen to this. Are you organized and ready for God to call on you to do great works? Not just in yourself? You know, not just actually, um, you know, in yourself. Like, if God's calling you to be um you know, like Ricky, maybe you want to be um, a youth pastor, right? Or maybe a pastor of some sort. You know, obviously, he's, he's preparing you. You know, he's, he's getting you ready each, each day. I guarantee he's getting you ready each day. So you, and you'll know that. You'll understand that. I, I bet you probably have been doing that since. Um, but you'll know. Um, now, and how prepared are you today? Okay? Go ahead and go to John 14, verse 1. Actually, 1 through 4 So I'm going to read here to you. But it says here, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and, and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto, unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, in the way ye know. Okay? What do you guys think that
2: means?
3: Okay, Right. Okay. Anybody else? Come on, guys. Ben, what, ben I, I know you're back. What, what do you think that Are were, were you listening at all? No, I'm not just sure. what, what do you think that means? I mean, Anyone. Anyone. Exactly. He has a place for us. He already has our plan. He already has a plan for us before we even know. Like tomorrow, I guarantee he already knows what's going to happen. He does. He he knows. He knows. He knows what's going to happen. Okay? So, he already already has something prepared for us, you know, where, um, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know, it's it's going to be for the best. Okay? And go go ahead and get to the third one, Mark. Go ahead and move on here, guys. The... Third one, passion. Okay, passion means any powerful or compelling emotion or feeling, as love or hate. Okay, now do you have passion? How is your daily walk with God? How passionate are you today? Okay, now Proverbs. Go ahead and go back to Proverbs. Proverbs, uh, let's see, eight. Proverbs eight seventeen. I know I'm jumping around on you guys. But. <clears throat> okay. And it says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Okay. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen again. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. What does that mean to you? What does that say to you? Anybody? No. Nope.
2: Oh man, these guys are just all over that. <laughs>
3: okay. Basically, what that means to me, I love them that love me. Obviously, you know, if you love, if, if he loves, or if you love him, he's gonna love you right back. Either way, even if you don't love him, he's gonna still love you. Okay. Um, it says, "And those that seek me early shall find me." So before you even, before I was even a Christian, I was, I was seeking him by coming each Wednesday. Okay. See what I'm saying? So each day I'm coming, I'm like, okay, well, why, why am I here? This is probably what I was thinking each time. Why, why on earth am I here each time? Like, yeah, I love listening to Danny talk, but, you know, what am I getting out of this? Well, that's why actually what I was getting out of it. Is My heart kept stirring and stirring each time he, he, he spoke. So I'm just like, man, this is great. So I, I raised my hand every time he asked me, you know, who's not saved? And then finally I came up and it was just, you know, it was just great. I got saved and so he found me, Okay. Um, go ahead and go to the fourth one, Mark. Praise. Oh, man. Where's Logan? Logan. Mm. you like this one. Um, praise means the offering of grateful homage in words or song as an act of worship. A hymn of praise to God. Okay, that's actually what it says. Okay. Now, do you have a praise today? Now, think about that. What's your praise today? I know my praise, I've, I'm living at, uh, at my parents' house. I have somewhere to, to be until I, I get married. I have food, you know, each day, barely, but... No, I have plenty of food. I mean, I, I mean I'm living the dream. It's like, this is awesome. Um, but basically, um, if so, what would your praise be? How often have, have we given praise and thanks to God, okay? Now, go ahead and turn to Isaiah 38:19. Alright, it says, The living, the living, he shall praise thee, as I do this day. The Father to the children shall make known thy truth. The Lord was ready to save me, therefore we will sing my songs to the sh- string instruments as all the days of my life in the house of the Lord. Whew. Oh, man, that's good. What,
2: what,
3: do you guys, now, what do you guys think that means to you? Okay, let me read that again. This, this is good, okay? The living, the living, he shall praise thee as I do this day. The father to the chir- children shall make known thy truth. Okay? The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs to the string instruments all the days of life in the house of the Lord. Does that mean anything to you? Well, again? <laughs> what do you think, Alicia? What does that say to you? Okay, yeah, absolutely. Did you guys hear that? Okay, that's good. Okay, so basically, um, praise. If you don't have a praise, who doesn't have a praise for God? I mean, honestly. There's something, I guarantee there's something you guys are, are so happy about that God gave, that gave you. No? I am. Okay. Oh, good. Good. Okay. So, um, I'll go ahead and move on here. We'll go ahead and go to number five, Mark. And the fifth one, prayer. See, the five Ps. prayer, prayer, five Ps. All right. This is prayer, okay? Prayer means a spiritual communion with God or an object of worship. Okay. Now, actually, I saw objects, and I just wanted to say this. Um, a lot of people just, you know, worship, you know, little statues and stuff. I know, I think uh, Logan maybe said this sometime, but, you know, praise little statues and stuff, bowing down to them and stuff. I'm just glad that our God is not a little statue, correct? Okay. I knew you'd like that. Okay. Now, do you have a daily prayer? And if you do, what is it? What is your daily prayer? Okay, how often do you pray? Do you often pray for your pastor, your family, you know, maybe your youth pastor? How often do you actually pray? I know this is this is hard for me, honestly, is is praying. I, I have trouble with it. I sometimes I when I get home, you know, from work or something I'm on here, let's play some video games, you know, get on the computer, you know, let's go go home, take a shower, and go to bed. Oh wow, that was a fun day. Okay. So um, go ahead and turn to uh, Matthew 21, 21-22. Okay? And it says, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, in ye shall receive. Ooh, man, that's good. In uh, all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer... Believing ye shall receive okay so if you're, if, if okay if you're sitting there praying and you believe what you're actually praying, then you're going to receive what you're praying you see what I'm saying okay does that make sense okay, yes, it does okay good um, um, basically each day so if, if you're sitting there and you're not um, basically being faithful if you're not uh you know, if you, if you, okay, let me go back. If you're not being, uh, pride, if you don't have any pride, well, if you, if you do have pride in yourself, you know, don't, you can have pride, so it says actually you can have pride, but don't have too much pride in yourself, okay? And then are you prepared? What, you know, how much, um, are you, are you ready, basically? Are you ready for the battles, okay? Um, how much passion do you have, you know? Uh, and do you have a praise? You know, and are you praying? How much are you praying? Okay, it's very important to pray. Um, now this, this, now you guys thought that was boring. Wow, this will be awesome. Who, <laughs> oh man, you guys are in for a treat. Whew, this is going to be good. Yes, a jar. Listen to this, okay? This jar, not just any anywhere. Is there anything in there? There's, you're right, there is. Um, I don't know why that got in there. Um, no, but this is a jar. This jar is going to represent life. Okay, our lives. Okay? This is what this jar is for. Now, if you guys are in the back row,
2: <laughs>
3: front row, this is going to be awesome. All right, here we go. This creamy whip, whip topping. No, this is rice. That's rice in there, okay, guys? This rice. What do you guys? I don't know if you guys I've seen this illustration done before or not. But what do you guys think this rice represents? If anyone, just take a guess. Okay. What that? Okay. Anybody else? Okay. anybody else? Okay. All right. Um, basically, what the right what the rice I, I'm gonna actually do here is basically it represents everything outside of your life stopping us from doing the right things. So you'll you'll get the point. Here here's what I'm showing you. Okay. All right. Here's here's what we're going to do. First, what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to dump the rice into the jar. Okay. Carefully show. Without spilling it. let get close to the top. Stop it. No, I'm just joking. Okay. So we got it about right there. Okay. The golf balls you was talking about, all right? Golf balls. Golf balls represent the important aspects in your life. Okay. So, basically, praying. Praying would be an important aspect, correct? Okay. Um. Hmm. What else? What else do we got? Praying. Anybody else want to keep going with me? Okay. Praise. Okay. You need to praise. And stop looking at the board. It's not there. And anything else? Okay, so we got praise, prayer, passion, pride. Oh, wait a minute! Hold on a second. Oh no! Okay, well let me go ahead and hold it up for you guys. It. <laughs> it overflowed. Okay, so there's. There's way too much space in here, okay? So here's what we're going to do. So you basically, what, what the whole object of this, um, what this represents, is that if you put in all the um, all the bad things, all the things that don't really matter in your life first, if you put that in your life first, you, you know, you're not going to be filled with the prayers. You're not, not going to have time for the prayers. You're not going to have time for all that, okay? So here's what I'm saying. Let me, this, oh, you got, oh, man. Yeah, this is good let to do that again, huh? Uh. Alright, this time, what we're going we're to put in the golf balls first. So those five are back in here, okay? What if what happens if you're actually it up those things first, and then you got the surroundings, the, the things that really don't really matter, but they're still in your life, you see what I'm saying? You still get those bad things in your life that sometimes it's going to happen, you know, um, depending on who you hang out with, what's going to happen in your life, okay? So, if you put on this stuff back in here, all the things you don't really need. It actually just goes up to the top without overflowing, okay? So, I can actually put a put a lid on this. Just kind of lock it up, you know, without dropping it. So, basically, that, that's what I was saying. So, if you're putting in all the good things in your life first... If you're in all those things, you know, prayer, if you're putting prayer in your life, if, you know, if you're praying to God each day, you know, whether it's for, you know, something about your family, you know, for your pastor, you know, for your youth pastor, anyone, you know, um, you should. we should be praying daily, okay? If you um you know, the praises, the passion, okay, um, being prepared, all these things, you know, just all these things fill it up in this jar in your life, okay? And... Basically, here's the summary of it, okay? So I'm going to kind of wrap it up here a little bit. Try, try to uh, give us a little bit more time. So um, often we have pride in ourselves rather than giving praise. Often we pray for ourselves rather than for the sick. So what, so what I'm trying to get at with that point is that, yeah, we're saying, like, God, please help us, you know, um, I'm I'm you know having trouble when uh, you know, um, Tripping over, you know, stones or something like, you know, tripping over stones and all this other stuff. While these, all these sick people out there is actually, you know, having like trouble with like, you know, keeping up with, you know, their bills, you know, everything, all these other, you know, things that are happening to them. We're being the selfish one and just praying for ourselves and worry about ourselves. So <clears throat> that's the what I'm getting out with that. Um, often we don't show passion towards others. Okay we show hatred. Sometimes we show hatred. We don't show them love. You know, sometimes like when people come in, we're like, oh, yeah, hey. But, you know, okay, I've, I've seen that a few times, Logan. Um, no, but, uh, I'm just joking. Um, but, yeah, you know, if we show love, here, let me show you an example. At work, each day, what I what I do, I work at Safe Flight Out of Glass. It's over in Columbus. Um, but, there's, <laughs> uh, there's actually quite a, Bit of people, probably a a good a good bit of them that aren't saved at in uh, Columbus. Um, You know where I work anyway, and the the where where my little group is, where I actually sit, there's probably i was probably the only one in that whole row, and there's probably 20 of us sitting there, and I hear them talking about, yeah, tomorrow's gonna be an awesome party in my house. There's gonna be cakes. There's gonna be alcohol, and I'm like, really? You know, what an awesome party. And so the guy next to me is the one who who's actually has a birthday. And he's like, yeah, you want to come? I'm like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I got a
3: call. Hey, hello, yeah. Um, so, actually, I didn't really have a call. But um, anyway, that's basically what I do. I'm on the phone, so. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I show them love. I sh- I, you know, I show them, you know, I'm actually, you know, I-, I try to, like, show them another side of me that, you know, they haven't really seen. So I'm like, um so when they actually see me, they're like, "Man, I, there's something about him that reminds me of someone or something." So I, I want to get the, you know, the idea that you know there's there's something else living inside of me, and that's the Holy Spirit. Okay, so, okay, and okay. Now often we aren't prepared when opportunity comes to us. Okay, how much pride do we have? Are you prepared to let go and let God? Okay. And are you ready to be passionate and caring? Are you ready to give praise, okay, for the things you have, for the people you have in your life? Are you thankful for what God has done for you? And also, are you ready to pray, okay? Now, we can often get caught up in ourselves and block out the important things in our life. Just like that example is showing, okay, if, it, if this thing is sitting there overflowing in your life, you know, like I said, the video games, all these bad things that, like, you really don't need in your life, but you have them in your life anyway. Like, obviously, we love video games. So there's nothing wrong with video games. You know, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's entertainment. And, you know, the TV and stuff. But still, instead of us playing the video games, we could sit there and be praying or, you know, reading our Bible, you know, calling each other being, you know, calling each other and, um, you know, being, you know, uh, uplifting and encouraging to each other. So... Um, and then I was going to have Mark go ahead and uh and pre- uh play a song. Uh, I don't know if it's ready or not, but um, I just want you guys to listen to to the words of this song and just I don't know if any of that made sense to you, uh, to you or not, but um, I want you to just think about you know everything I told you and just uh you know um, you ready? Uh, it's number one on I think it's track fifteen. But yeah, like I said, if you, if you guys um you know if you guys want to go ahead and uh what's that? Oh, it, sorry. Um so yeah, I am I'm, I'm done. Um and I don't uh like I said I just want you guys to listen to the song and uh and Okay, <laughs> and uh and yeah. And that's that's it. That's-
2: Stuck in another day. Stars appear now one by one, but the stillness moves and the silence hears. Not a single beat is lost. You can hear the chorus in the field. Making up where we left off, and your praise go praises in, cause I won't be silenced by the grave.
1: message lots of good information on how we need to live boy I just love this chair why don't I ever sit in this thing man I just don't even think about it I'm too up and atom. him um, a couple thoughts just went through my mind while I was sitting back there and listening to Mr. Culberson give a great message um it, a lot of the things that he hit on the night are things that hit home with probably each and every one of us in one way or another. Uh, those are five areas that, that in one way or another I've struggled in in my life very, very often. And I'm sure um, as, as a Christian in your walk, I'm sure you've struggled in those areas too. Um, as Alan was talking about pride, I, I know in my life I've really struggled with that at times especially in my younger years and as Alan was talking about pride and and being prideful in yourself or in your abilities or just things that you can do that you feel like you're awesome. Uh, A quote that I often say to the basketball team that I coach is this, pride comes before the fall. And it's so very true. And I don't know if any of you struggle with that area but it is you think about it anyone that's, that's that's fallen who's been an athlete or fallen and has been recognized as someone who was talented or special a lot of times they've fallen right after they were very prideful or right after they were elite or the best at something and they, they acknowledge themselves and so I would encourage you tonight that if you're struggling with pride remember that saying that pride comes before the fall and Remember that that God has gifted you and given you your talents and your abilities to use for Him, not for yourself, but to bring glory and honor to His name. And uh, so, so that really spoke to me, the pride portion, and then all obviously the praise. I love it. I know Logan was just wanting to say Amen all over the place. By so looking in this auditorium, I see many of you. I think of Ricky. Think of Logan. Many of you who just love just just praising the Lord, and, and you're you're not you don't care who's next to you in service. You don't care um, who's if, if someone's watching you. It's just you and God in service, and and you're coming to give your worship to God. And uh, something to be said about praising the Lord. Uh, one of my favorite times of the week, I kid you not, is on Thursday nights when I get the privilege to to practice with the praise team, and on Sunday mornings when I get the privilege to practice. With the praise team before we, we sing uh, the praise songs for the church service, and the reason why I'm so honored to be a part of those two nights is because sitting there just praising the Lord through songs, and, and not only praising the Lord through songs, but just praising the Lord. Just I, I, I pray every time I come on Thursday night or Sunday morning, I just I'm so excited to be there with the people uh, that that are in the praise team and we're singing and just just giving our giving our praises to the Lord. There's something awesome about just saying God. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. Thank you for giving me my house, my wife, my car. I mean, Alan Alan hit right in the nose. You you could go down the line, each and everything that you have, God has allowed you to have that, and He deserves honor and praise for those things. And uh, I think we so often take those things for granted, so often. And then finally, you know, another thing that hit home was is prayer. Man. If, if we would spend more time in prayer with God, I, you can always tell, and I, and I mean this, I, I don't think, if you, I, I don't know, I'm probably going to mess this, this quote up, but, but I think Danny used to always say it this way, if you have a secret place, it won't be a secret, or something like that. Can someone Does someone know the, the exact quote? Come on, somebody's got it. There will be no secret if you have a secret place, it won't be a secret, something like that. All right? And that is so true. A person who spend their time praying, earnestly seeking God in prayer each and every day, you can pick them out from a crowd. You can pick it out in the way they talk, the way they walk, and the way they act. You can tell. It's no secret. They won't have to say a word, but you know that they spend time in prayer. And I would encourage you tonight, if you are struggling in your prayer life, it's about one thing and one thing only. Carving time out of your so-called busy schedule for prayer and devotion. It's that simple. I I think praying in the car is awesome. I do it every single morning on the way to work. It's a great time to pray. I think praying before you eat, obviously, bless the Lord, or bless the food, that's a great thing. But there is something to be said about actually carving out a specific time in your day in prayer and devotion. Why? It's because you're taking time that that you could be using for something else and you're devoting it and giving it to God. He's giving you everything that you have. 15 minutes spent in, in prayer and devotion are longer. Imagine what God will do with that and bless you with. Tonight I want to end I, I don't know why this this some of you have heard of this illustration before. And I don't know. I was sitting back there and just, you know, was, Alan asked me to kind of wrap up and this illustration just kept coming back over and I sat back there and I said God you know if there's if there's another way that you want to end this service you know just just let me know and it just kept coming back so some of you have heard this illustration but I believe that it's very relevant tonight and I shared this illustration I think it was New Year's Eve this illustration is not mine most of the stuff that I say I steal from people messages I steal a lot from John John loves junior Hill I love junior Hill because John loves junior Hill I have a couple of his box set CD sermons or whatever um, but I got this illustration from uh, a, some kind of preacher conference or something that I went to I, oh it was uh, Billy Graham some, some minister gave this illustration and I think it's very very relevant for tonight and so tonight I want to share this illustration and um, we're going to listen to one more song that just got laid on my heart all week long and I want you guys to hear, and we're not I don't necessarily we're going to see how God leads. I don't have anything really planned, but we'll see how God leads. But the illustration is simply this, and I believe this is going to hit home. I know it has with me. Um, to start off the story, I will say, most of you have heard this. If you hear it, just listen again, because it's a good. One. Mary and I like watching TV. We watch TV every once in a while. You guys know where I'm going, you guys remember the story? About half of you know this one, half of you don't, but I believe it's relevant. I'm sharing it for the third time. I'll say that again. And as we watch TV, this is absolutely true. We love watching the nature channel. We like watching that nature channel. Every once in a while on the nature channel, you guys know my story. What show do I like to watch? You guys don't remember the story? What show do I like to watch on the nature channel? Anyone? It's the wild man. Wild. What's it called? Wild, uh...
2: Man, I can't
1: can't remember what the name of it. But basically, this guy gets Survivor Man. This guy gets dropped off in this place and has to survive for a certain amount of time on his own. I love that show. I always tell Mary, I was like, I would dominate that show. I don't know, all I need was my little knife and a spoon, maybe some two two twigs to start my fire. But I, I would dominate that show. I would think. Probably comes before the fall. I'd probably die five days later. But. I love watching that show, and, and Mary likes watching it. I mean, like I'll, I'll turn it back on the ESPN, and I'll start watching, you know, a game or whatever. And Mary's like, turn that
2: back, and we'll see how it is or whatever.
1: She likes watching it too. But I was watching. Actually, this was just a couple weeks ago after I shared this illustration. I was watching, and and I like watching when the animals come on. I like learning about how animals survive. And one of the biggest, strongest animals in the animal kingdom is the lion. Is the lion. The lion is the king of the of all the animals. He's the strongest the lion does not have to worry about being hunted. Right? The lion doesn't have to worry about being hunted. Well, as I was watching this and, and as I and, and this is exactly the way that I heard this illustration given to me. And basically, what happens with a lion, how they get their food. Number one, this is amazing, John will love this. Is a lion, a male lion, does not hunt. Did you know that? A male lion does not hunt. You know how they get their food? The female goes out and gets the food for them. Isn't that awesome? The females go out and they hunt, and then the males, after they get their prey, after they get their their food, then they bring it to the males and the males get first dibs. That is phenomenal. I love that. That's like my favorite part of this whole illustration. It's awesome. I'm like, man, that'd be great. Hit, hit, Mary. But anyway, as, as, as this illustration goes on, there are three things that the female lions are looking for when they are hunting. They're looking for three things. The first thing they're looking for is the female lion is looking for an injured cub or, or injured baby, or I'm sorry, just an injured animal that they're hunting. For instance, if they're hunting, what do lions hunt? Because I'm terrified, I have no idea what lions hunt. The kangaroos, I said last time. <laughs> I know kangaroos and lions are way far apart. But let's just say kangaroos. If a lion wanted to hunt a kangaroo, he could. Hey, and if they're at the zoo and they're all in the same little pen area, the lion's going to hunt the kangaroo. Right? Zebras. Hippos. I don't care what it is. Alright? The first thing that those females are looking for is a wounded animal. That's what they're looking for, is a wounded animal. Why? It's an easy meal. Can't run as fast away. Can't, can't, can't maneuver as quickly. Can't prote- help, help protect the others. They're finding a wounded one. The second thing they're looking for is what? One that is a baby.
2: Yeah, I'd probably love to.
1: One that is a cub. A cub, a baby. Why? Because they're not as smart. They're easier to catch. They're not as well off. So the lion is looking for a cub. And the third thing, what is the third thing a lion is looking for? The female lions are looking for those that are separated from the pack. Right? Separated from the pack. Why? If they're separated from the pack, the pack can't help them survive. Can't help protect them. Can't, can't help them at all. They're, they're by themselves. They're, they're, they're one for themselves. They're all by themselves. No one can help them. Okay? So three things that the female lions are looking for they're Looking for separated cubs looking for, they're looking for separated animals Looking for the baby cubs And looking for those that are injured I don't know the exact verse I'm sure John can probably tell us But the Bible refers to Satan as a lion Right? The Bible refers to Satan as a lion Who is seeking the earth Roaming the, the earth to and fro Looking for those that he can devour You guys know that verse? 1 Peter 5.8. Alright? The Bible is comparing Satan to a lion. Now let me tell you this. Let me ask you this question. Alan hit a lot of these points tonight. Tonight I ask you a question. Are you an injured Christian? Are you injured tonight? Are you injured? Has somebody hurt your feelings? Are you bitter? at one of your friends because if they've done something to you or said something mean about you or, or, or haven't shown you enough tension, attention? Are you injured because you're not getting enough attention at home? Are you injured for various amounts of reasons? second question I ask you tonight is are you a cub? Were you just saved? Have you just been saved? And the third question I ask you are you going to church every Sunday and every Wednesday? Because if you're not, guess what? You're separated. Alright? Now here's the last thing I want to tell you. You may be thinking, oh, I'm I'm a new Christian, but I'm good. I'm on fire. Well, guess what? The lion's hunting you. Satan is coming after you. You're not as wise. You're not as smart. He knows that you're an easy meal. I ask you tonight, if you're injured, I, that's alright, I'm going to try it on my own. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to get help. I'm going to try it on my own. Let me tell you something. The lion is hunting you. He knows that you're an easy meal. It's easy when you're injured. Oh, poor me. Poor me. Oh, I, I, I'm, not going to, I'm, I'm just going to do it on my own. That's what he wants. That's what the lion wants you're injured. Thirdly, are you faithful? Are you faithful Sunday mornings? Are you faithful Wednesday nights? Are you faithful Sunday nights? Because I'll tell you what, when you're not faithful, I know what's hunting you. It's the lion. The lion is hunting you. So tonight, I ask those questions because I believe in a lot of ways Alan hit those points. And so we're going to listen to this song and there is no better time than now. Right now. If you're injured, if you're separated, or if you're a baby cub, to say, God, I have you have all of me. Take all of me. I want to follow You. Like John was saying in his testimonies earlier, fill me up with Your Spirit daily so that I may walk with You step for step. And I may know Your will for my life. So tonight, we're going to listen to this song. This has been on my heart all week long. I love this song. It's a beautiful song. And I would encourage you right now, if there is something that you know that is not right with the Lord, Make it right tonight. So Mary, you sing that song. Or sing that song, please. Play that song. And then we'll close in prayer. Guys, don't wait. Befriended.
2: Befriended by the King. Above all, the King. Surrender, surrender to the friend above all the friends. Invited, invited deep into this mystery. Delighted, delighted by the wonders I have seen, this will be my story, this will be my
1: Father God, we come before You tonight and we just thank You for all that You've done in our lives. Lord, as Alan said in his Five P's message, Lord, we give You praise for everything that You've done in our lives, everything that You're going to do. And Lord, we just give You praise for, for dying on the cross for our sins. God, tonight I pray for all of the needs here at Teen Bible Study. Lord, I pray... That you would meet each and every need. Lord, I know that there are, as always, needs that, that I don't know about or Mary doesn't know about or Alan or Stacy, or John or Carrie. But Lord, each week I say the same thing. Allow these kids to know that you do know about it, that you are there for them, that you love them, and that you are in control of their lives and in control of, of everything coming at them. So, Lord, I pray that you just give these kids victory tonight, those who laid things at the altar tonight. I pray, Lord, that you allow this to be a night that they remember for the rest of their lives of having victory over an area in their life where they needed to surrender to you. God, I pray for for those who uh, had needs, but. But we're afraid or, or, or unsure about coming to the altar tonight, Lord. I pray that you would just continue this week and next week to, to work and move and convict and strengthen in those, those hearts so that they would know that, the, that when they surrender truly the areas of their lives, Lord, there's just such a peace and a joy and a happiness that you provide for doing that. So, Lord, I pray for each and every person here that you continue to work, continue to move, continue to direct all of their lives. Lord, we have such an awesome, awesome group of teens and adults in this room, and you're doing so many wonderful things with their lives. Lord, I just pray that we stay surrendered to you so that you continue to work. God, thank you again for Al and his message tonight. Thank you for his sweet spirit and his, his likable personality. You've blessed him in so many ways, Lord, and I just pray that you continue to work on him and and mold and shape him. You have such wonderful plans for him and Stacy and their lives. God, I thank you for John and Carrie and their presence here tonight. You know how much I love them and Mary loves them and I know these teens love them. What What an influence they are and an example they are to all of us. And I just pray that as they travel back home that you would keep them safe and that you would continue to use them to touch lives in Bradford for you. So Lord... All of these things we just give you praise for. And all of these things we ask in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright guys, don't forget those of you who uh, said that they would bring poparooski soda, I like to call it. Make sure you bring some soda next week. And chiparooski people, bring those. 7 o'clock at the Thompsons, right across from... It is right across, right Kelly? Yeah, right across the street. Right across the street from the listeners if you don't know. And if you need a ride, let me know. Okay? Don't forget about the Valentine's banquet the following Wednesday. We're not if you come here, that's great. We just come ready to uh, give lots of kisses and hugs.
2: All right? I, I can
1: hook you up. Yes. All right, guys. Love you guys. Have a good week. If you need anything, holler.